It's time for Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates on 95.3 KGY. A weekly look at high school basketball in the area with your hosts, Noel Wall and Olympian prep contributor, Dave Weber. And good morning and welcome to Hoop Talk on KGY, Thurston County's high school basketball roundup show. The show will be available for podcast on the KGY website. You can listen to it after we're done. Look for Hoop Talk under the on-air drop-down menu. You can also enter to win free driver's ed from our friends at 911 Driving School. Well, Dave, last week we started with 16 teams in the hunt. Today, four teams are still alive in the 2019 basketball yeah. season. What does that say? Just four. Well, maybe, I don't know, I hate to say it, but maybe a bit of a down year in the area. But uh, It seemed like uh, people were doing so well, so many of them. Well, you know, there's a lot of good teams. That's the other thing. I mean, it could be a down year. It could be just everyone's good because if you look at how Timberline got eliminated, they played Wilson in a seeding game on the first day of districts and won it. Won that one. And then they got beat by Wilson on the uh, game they needed to win to go to state. So. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. It's either either they're maybe a little bit down or uh, all the teams in the districts are pretty darn good. All right. One way or another, we're going to cover how we got here. Also today, wrestling results. We had some local wrestlers that won it all. Some teams did well as well. We'll cover that a little bit later. And we'll hear Dave's interviews with Black Hills boys players, Jackson Bauer and Zach Crumley, along with Coach Jeff Gallagher. He also interviewed girls players, Mia Flores, Maisie Williams, and Kennedy Greenfield, along with Coach Tanya Greenfield, and he did that because both teams are still alive. They are. This is the first year ever that both teams from Black Hills moved to regionals. So, good year for their school. All right. And where are they now? It's Mackenzie Cooper who played for Olympia, and we'll find out where she is today. First of all, let's uh, dump right in here. Central League uh, Rainier Mountaineers. They are going to stay alive for now. The girls are finished 9-1 and one in league. Uh, they are 19-1 and one overall. They beat Mossy Rock, Toledo, and Acosta. Well, normally, Noel, I wouldn't uh, correct you, but I'm Uh-oh. going to because got to give them, give them credit, credit for their 20-win season. 20 they're, wins. They're okay. actually 21-2 and two right now. Holy cow. And they, uh, yeah, they lost their first game in districts to Wallapa Valley, but then they came back and beat Mossy Rock and Toledo. And they're number eight in the RPI, which means that their game with Wakayakum is a seeding game for state. They will be going to the Spokane Arena, which is a good thing for Rainier because the Mules will be a bit of a challenge. They won that Central 2B League by a single game and handed Rainier their only loss of the season, 82 to 46. Wow. Way back on November, uh, December 15th. So uh, good thing they're both going and maybe Rainier can uh, figure out some magic and change the, change the outcome of that first game with Wakaiakum. Uh, if you want to read the Olympian, there'll be an article about Rainier girls tomorrow morning. So I'll ask the right questions there to find out what they think they can do to beat Wakaiakum. All right, there we go. Uh, Pacific Mountain League, Northwest Christian High School. There will be no repeat for the Navigators after losing to Tudor Lake. Yep, 59-36 or 56-39 loss for the Navigators. They finish up 15-7, and so not a bad year, but no trip to regionals. Yeah, there we go. And then uh, 1A Tenino, uh, the boys, 12-9. Uh, and nine. They got blown out by LaCenter, faced Seton Catholic. Uh, maybe I'm backwards on that. Yeah, or Seton, behind. Seton Catholic was the team that uh, beat them pretty soundly to knock them out of the Southwest District 1A tournament. And I think you mentioned they finished 12-10. and 10, So um, they're done. They had a really underachieving league season after a great start in their non-league season. So there's some, uh, there's some hope there for next year. They've got some, uh, got some pieces. We'll see if they improve a little bit. All right. And the girls are also done for the season. They are. They finished 15-8. and eight And uh, – 
They beat Castle Rock in districts, but then they lost to Stevenson and fellow 1A EVCO member Montesano. And in the final game against Monty, Kaylee Scow ended her high school career with 23 points. But the good news is her freshman sister added 18 and 11 rebounds. So wow. they've got some pieces coming back, too. So it'll be interesting to see how both Tonino teams do next year. All right. Well, that will be fun, as you say. Uh, we got more to come next up, wrestling. Later, a look at 2A and, of course, Dave's interviews with Black Hills players Jackson Bauer, Zach Crumley, Mia Flores, Maisie Williams, and Kennedy Greenfield and their coaches in advance of their probably most important games yet. Where are they now? McKenzie Cooper played for Olympia. So uh, we'll get on with that, and we'll talk about wrestling when we come back. This is Hoop Talk on KGY. And we're back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. I'm Noel Wall. He's Dave Weber, and we are talking... Wrestling, Matt Classic was held last weekend at the Tacoma Dome. Dave, you were there. I was. Uh, I was covering it for uh, another paper, the Spokane Spokesman Review, and uh, what a madhouse. It's always a hectic uh, event, one of the largest um, type of events you're going to see. There was a kid uh, from uh, University High in Spokane named Drew Roberts. He had wrestled last year for uh, school in Corvallis, Oregon, where his dad was an assistant coach at OSU. And he okay. Said, he said there's no comparison between the two states. There's more competition up here. It's just such a bigger arena for state and so forth. But this year, extra special. Of course, it was twice as big. Yeah, <laughs> They added uh, twice as many wrestlers. There was a 32-team bracket. A total of 2,493 kids wow. stepped onto the mat at least once. And uh, I just went ahead and made the call. That's probably the largest high school event that's ever been held. Yeah, how many matches might that have been? It was so many matches. I don't know the exact total, but it was so many matches. We did figure out in the press room on Saturday when the event was running three hours behind, we figured out there were a 1,000 more matches Saturday alone. Wow. And so um, really hectic event. It's always, you know, I think I said this last week, you should probably go once if you're an all-around sports fan. It's kind of a bucket list thing to just see that thing. Yeah. Because you got 24 mats going and you got – you know, the stands are always packed with everybody's, you know, fans and wrestlers waiting to wrestle. And it's just the... Well, it's a 24-ring it's circus. Like a, it's like a Woodstock of wrestling or yeah. something. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. And uh, the kids love it. You know, they, they just... The ones that don't make it, you know, they buckle down the next year so they can see if they can make it. It's, it's a tremendous event. It's awesome. And we had three local wrestlers that took it all, including Kai Bergman of North Thurston. Yep, Kai's a heavyweight for North Thurston or 285 now. They don't... I guess they don't let you wrestle if you're 286, but um, he won the 3A championship. He's also a good football player, so good year for Kai. And uh, Derek Platt. Wait a minute, we, North Thurston, I'll just say, incidentally, yeah. finished 32nd, 32nd in the tournament. That's about halfway down That's there. about halfway down there. 64 teams. Oh, that was another interesting thing. Because of the 32-team bracket, I think, and because the girls all wrestle as one group and yes. have uh, classifications, there were team points scored by 140 girls' teams. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I mean, when you think about it, there probably aren't too many more teams. There were some that had zero, so I guess there's probably maybe 200 that wrestled, but it was was impressive. But um, the other boy that won, uh, Derek Platt from Yelm at 195 in 3A, and that's his second back-to-back championship. He was was in second place as a sophomore and then won as a junior and senior. Also a star football player, defensive player of the year in the – 
3A SEC. So. And he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to wrestle in college. No, right? I think he's, he, what I was told by uh, uh, Yelm's football coach is that he wants to be a football player in college, just looking for the right opportunity right now to uh, continue his football career. But um, definitely, regardless if wrestling is his favorite sport, he's really good at it. Oh, back-to-back state titles got to be great on your resume. Back-to-back state titles is a great athletic resume. Um, there was actually a four-timer out there this year uh, that I had the chance to cover for the Spokane player, Trent Bond from uh, Colville. He uh, won the 132-pound uh, in 1A for the fourth straight year, so that was kind of impressive. Um, but there was a there was a few two, two-timers like Derek, and you think about that, out of the whole zillions of kids at 195 that started back in November, and he's the one that got his hand raised at the end. That's a pretty fantastic accomplishment. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And yeah. then uh, Phoenix from Yelm. Yeah, um, on the girls' side, and as we know, the girls don't wrestle uh, 1A, 2A, 3A. They just have a girls' division. And Phoenix DeBose, um, back-to-back titles for her. She comes in at 115 this year and wins it. And she is, um, the way she was described by her coach and the uh, newspaper article that was in the Olympian, uh, she's kind of the queen of the Tacoma Dome. It says she's just running around holding court the whole time between matches. Wow. Talking to people. Uh, Amy earlier coaches. She's the biggest social butterfly up there and just having a great old time. And then at the same time, knuckling down and being very serious and winning her match to get her hand raised for the second straight year. That is absolutely awesome. And the Elm girls finished 11th. Olympia girls finished 19th. Uh, the Elm boys finished third as a team. These are team scores. Rainier boys finished eighth as a team. And Black Hills finished 10th as a team. Yeah, and the Elm outcomes were kind of uh, – one was probably uh, the girls was probably um, positive for them. Um, I know they had lost a lot of people, and what Amy, their coach, had said earlier in the year was that when you're really, really good and you graduate a bunch of people or a couple of kids aren't able to wrestle as she had this year, two of her stars couldn't come back. Um, you're left with a, a fair cupboard because a lot of people that might give it a shot, you know, they're not really expert wrestlers. They go, "Oh, let me try out." They don't because they know you're really good and they think they're not going to get a chance to be on varsity. Or right, right. So their numbers are really down. So for them to come in 11th was pretty good. I know the boys were a little disappointed. Um, they thought they had a chance to win it all. Um, they got a lot of kids into the semis and um, things did not go well in the semifinals. Um, and there was some, you know, wrestling's a, it's almost, you know, in some ways it's like ice skating. The referee makes those calls. And there was one call that I saw, against Steve Reyes, one of their, uh, I think he's at 138. He was wrestling in overtime in the semifinals, and the guy basically pushed him off the mat, and they called him for fleeing the mat and gave a point to the other guy. And uh, oh, he boy. lost, and he was knocked out. So a lot of bad luck stuff happened to them. They, they, they thought they might win it. They definitely thought they could come in second. So third was kind of disappointing. But you know, one thing about these uh, championships is when you don't get it, it motivates you for the next year. And They've got a Hall of Fame coach in Gaylord Strand, so I'm sure they'll they'll be back next year doing just as well. All right. Well, that is awesome. Congratulations to uh, the wrestlers who did well and uh, all the wrestlers who even made it the big attempt because, as you said, Dave, that's a, that's a lot. Step forward and just say you're going to do it. Hey, next segment, Dave's interviews with Black Hills boys players, Jackson, Zach, along with Jeff Gallagher, the coach. Girls players Mia, Maisie, and Kennedy, and their coach, Tanya Greenfield. That and more all coming up. It's Hoop Talk on 95.3 Olympias, KGY. 
We're back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. Noel and Dave here with the only complete high school basketball roundup show. And round ball is winding down as we move on to the 2A Evco and the Rochester Warriors, where the girls have uh, finished their season. Yep, finished dead 11 and 11, 500. Um, lost to Columbia River to knock them out of the district playoffs. Page winner led Rochester with 15 in that game. And fittingly, Lexi Jones Setterberg has been a double double machine all year. Had 13 points, 13 rebounds. Megan Elkins added 11. And they didn't have an easy road because they had to open against the number one seed, Washougal, there. Yeah, they didn't have an easy road the whole year. I mean, you look at, uh, I saw them play early and I thought they were pretty good, but then you look at Thumbwater, Black Hills, WF West. I mean, at 2A Evco, it's proven. Uh, this year, a little bit down. You're only going to get one team to state, but um, it's proven over the years that uh, that's one of the toughest 2A uh, leagues in the state. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Tumwater, the boys, they are out after losses to Mark Morris and Hawkinson. Yep, they finished 8-14 and in their loss to Hawkinson. Nobody hit double figures, but Hayden Peterson, Damon Gaither, and Luke Murphy each scored nine for the T-Birds. Um, and we'll see what they'll do. They came on a little bit strong towards the end until they got to district, so see if they can carry any momentum into their offseason stuff and, and next year. I think if somebody told you you were going to finish 8-14, and 14, you wouldn't expect to have come as far as they did. Not at all. Right. The girls, that's a different story, 20-4, and four, but they're also out following losses to Washougal and Black Hills. Yeah, and not necessarily to be unexpected. They had their best record in years, but um, Washougal is really, really good. Washougal clobbered WF West, the defending state champions, in their opener. Um, and Black Hills, you kind of, I mean, I don't want to say I saw it coming. I don't want to pretend like I'm more expert than I actually might be, but Black Hills had some personnel changes throughout the year. They had more experience than the freshman-dominated Tumwater team. Um, so it wasn't terribly surprising that when they tried Tumwater tried to beat the same opponent for the third time, it didn't work, and Black Hills was able to get that win. Yeah. But Tumwater, you know, they have the three stellar freshmen, and Isabella Lund, Aubrey Amandella, and Natalie Sumrock. They've got a bunch of other kids coming up through the uh, – Little little T Birds program and the ninety ten AAU program, um, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be good for the next little while here. Good, that's good. And uh, Black Hills uh, boys and girls both still in the tournament. Boys fourteen and nine. They beat Hawkinson and Mark Morris before losing to Columbia River in the final. They finished second in district, so I think that means they face uh, Anacortes. They do face Anacortes. They got to go up. They're the fifteen seed. Anacortes is 10th, which makes that a loser-out game, uh, Friday night at 8 p.m. at Mount Vernon High School. And that's basically going to be a home game for the Seahawks, who are 15-8. and eight. Their fans That's what Jeff said. Yeah, their fans will be out in force for that one. And uh, it's going to be tough for Black Hills, but they got some players, and they have the type of players that uh, they're not afraid to take the big shot. You know, they just, just something about them. You, you know, if they're close, they're going to have a chance. All right, shall we go ahead and listen to uh, the players first? Well, do we want to talk about the girls? Uh, we can do that, or we can listen to the first boys' oh, okay. interviews Let's and then do, do the girls. All right. Let's do it that way. Sounds so uh, here is, uh, this is the interview with Jackson Bauer and Zach Crumley. What would you guys say made this team, this year's team especially? You guys fallen short of the regionals the last few years, even though you had a really good team. This year you guys pushed through and made it. What would you say made this, team's, this year's team special to fight through and actually make it to regionals? Uh, this year, I feel like I feel like we came together as a team. 
I don't know. I feel like we really played well against Spark Morris uh, in the closing of that game. Yeah, I think our chemistry this year was uh, a lot better than it has been in the past. We stuck together through the good times and the bads. We fought, we fight hard every day, every game. So you guys lost to Anacortes back in December. Yeah. What did you learn, if anything, from that game that'll uh, help you in this one? Well, I'm, I'm Zach. Uh, well, I was watching the film last night. They were pressing us a little bit. We weren't handling the press uh, very well back then. Um, I think we've grown as a team. They zoned us. We know they're going to zone us. We've got to really work on our zone sets, and I think we'll be ready to play. I'm Jackson, and, yeah, I think we're more prepared for him this time. we got more games under our belt. We've been playing a lot better since December. Now, if they zone you guys, are gonna, would you try to just shoot over it, or are you going to try to penetrate into the zone, or what would be your because you guys do have some really good shooters. I think I think really just uh, trying to defeat it as a team, uh, moving the ball, finding the open shooter, maybe go low, maybe hit the high post, moving the rock, really. I think moving the ball and attacking the top two guys will open up the wing shooters a lot, just hit open guys. And you guys had a couple of tough losses late in the year. You had the, the one to Tumwater that kept you from having an undefeated league season, and then... Columbia River got you guys pretty good at the end of uh, districts. How do you bounce back from the difficult defeats like that? You just got to have a short memory and worry about the next game. Okay. Anything from you, Zach, on that one? I think just come back ready, uh, more prepared for the next fight. You're a senior, so this doesn't really apply to you, so I'll just ask Zach this one. All you lose from this year's team is uh, Zach. I mean, Jackson, which is a big deal. Uh -huh. He's a great player. But do you feel like because of that, you guys are setting yourselves up for a, a long run of success here at Black Hills? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to have a lot of seniors next year. We're going to be real experienced. We know what it takes for next year. I think we can make a really good run in the districts next year for sure. And Jackson, as far as, as you, how important is it to you to finish strong as a senior? Oh, it's really important. I'm just, I want to have as much team success as possible and put some banners up in our gym. Okay, very good. Thank you. Put some banners up in our gym. I like that yep. comment. I always want to do that. Yep. And uh, here is Jeff Gallagher talking a little bit about uh, how they got where they are in the season and what's going to happen tomorrow night. How big is it for uh, Black Hills to finally be back in the regionals after so many years? Oh, man. You know, I, I think that we'd expected to be there, you know, a, a few times over the past few years, and it just it, it hadn't worked out. And uh, we're just excited to be there now, you know. Yeah, you weren't the coach here last time, right? No, I think it was Jamie Berg. I think okay. was, was the, 2011. Was, yeah, but I mean, but we we've had some near misses. I mean, last year losing yeah. two games in uh, the district tournament by a combined two points. So we've had some near misses. So yeah, we're excited. And what made this year's team better or different than the ones that fell short? I think cohesiveness and understanding that there were going to be bumps, you know, along the way, and that we'd have to play through them. And, and they did that. They answered the call. We had, we had some, I mean, we started out three and six, right, right. <laughs> you know, and that's not a, a great way to go into the year, but uh, they just kept on. They came to practice every day, competed. Our younger groups came and competed, and so I think that has been a big thing. Okay. And, of course, has a win over you guys going back to December. What did you guys learn from that game that you could put to use? In this uh, you know, we know their system and style, but I also know having – played up there when I was at Skagit, that that is a basketball crazy community, which is a fun, fun, fun place to be, and it's going to be a home game for them, you know, basically, is what it's going to be. They shoot a ton of threes, so we just got to make sure that when they get on a hot streak, that we go to our next job and, you know, 
stay within our game plan and, and go from there. I don't know that you can learn a, a whole lot from December because right. December was a long time ago. Uh, I think we, I think we actually, uh, actually do have similar styles. You guys have to travel on game day, or do you get to go up the night before? We'll travel on game day. Um, our administration and our district is really good about letting us kind of dictate when we leave and, and what we do. So our goal is to get up there, get through Seattle at a decent right. time because the travel is awful. Yeah. You know, There's and no other way to go. Either. No. So you had a couple of tough losses towards the end. You lost that game to Tim Water that yeah. I'm sure you wanted to win to stand defeated yeah. and then also uh, kind of got smacked by Columbia oh, River the gosh. other day. So how do you bounce back from that when you've had slow start, great regular season, and yeah. a little, couple little bumps in the road? Well, I was pleased at the way that our kids came back against Chehalis after that because we had to turn around and play Liberty the very next night right. after Tumwater, and that, that was tough. But we came back and played really well against Chehalis, played really get well against Hawkinson and Mark Morris. And, you know, and, and Friday, it, Columbia River was really good. Whether we had won that game or lost that game, it really didn't change yeah. Okay. And next year you'll only lose one senior off this team, if I'm correct. So is this a jumping off point for a consistently winning program here? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I think we've been on that cusp for quite a bit, and it says a lot about our assistant coaches and the time that they put into to doing what they do. You know, our our JVs went seven and three. So I mean, we're you know sixteen and four in conference play combined, and lose one senior. So. There's going to be some uh, competitive, competitive battles, you know, going on. But it's a, it's a good, good problem <laughs> to yeah. have. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, having a bunch of players, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, it really is. And they do. I mean, their team is, uh, you know, they lose Jackson Bauer and that's it. And that's from a team that won a championship, nearly went undefeated in the league. So add to them those JV players he was talking about and you got depth and depth is Depth is always huge in high school basketball because there's any number of teams that will come out with two, three good players or maybe even a good starting five, but right. get into that bench and all of a sudden, oh, no, we don't have so-and-so or somebody gets hurt, um, and then they're down. and they got Foul trouble. So, yeah, foul trouble. Foul trouble is always a deal yeah. with, you know, you get a great team, they got five, maybe six really good players, two people get in foul yep. trouble, and you are sunk. You're sunk, and so they're going to be uh, – they're going to be deep and they're going to be good, but the first thing, of course, they want to try to beat Anacortes, which would uh, – send them on to the uh, Yakima Valley Sundome for the 2A uh, tournament. Kind of, a, it is tough to uh, travel same day to somewhere like Mount Vernon. The girls have it even worse. Yeah. Um, I, I actually did that when I was coaching in California. We had to go from Oakland to Kelseyville on game day, and it was like 200 miles. And uh, we It's didn't, a long trip. We did not win. So yeah. it's, a, it's a tough deal. But, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, if nothing else you learn from it, helps toughen you up for the future. But uh, – Let's hope they are able to do well. All right. And as you said, the girls are also traveling. They're heading across the mountains, actually, to play Grandview. Uh, 16 and 8 right now. Yep. And Grandview, um, well, let me flip back here. I got ahead of myself on my notes. Grandview is a pretty good team. They have uh, a couple of good players. They've got a 5 forward guard named Michelle Ruiz, who averages almost 17 points a game. Five foot eight inch wing, Karina Fajardo. She's just under 10 points a game. Um, so they'll be a, they'll be a tough, a tough game for Black Hills, particularly since, uh, the Lady Wolves have to leave that day too. And their game is at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, they'll leave before sunrise. No doubt. And they'll be playing at Davis High in uh, Yakima at 2 p.m. So, you know, that's going to be a, a challenge for them. Um, 
Well, that's about a three, three and a half hour drive. So they can, they can kind of uh, get that far. Yeah, they can do it. I mean, it's just not, not the same as being uh, Grandview. This is coming from closer away. Right. Have to stop at White Pass, maybe get around and uh, throw a few snowballs or something like that. And, um, have a little good time in the snow, maybe stretch your legs. Yeah, but it is, an, it is a loser-out game. Grandview is 12th in the rankings, Black Hills 13th, so only one will move on to the uh, Yakima Valley Sundome. And I'll bet you if Black Hills wins, Coach Tanya Greenfield and her team will probably wish they could just stay there Yeah, and wait till Wednesday because <laughs> no kidding, they're going to have to come home and do the same thing all over again on Wednesday. Right. And uh, you did talk to not only Tanya, but also Mia Flores, Maisie Williams, and Kennedy Greenfield. And I'll point out that uh, Dave did ask them to identify themselves yeah. when they speak. Sometimes they forget, so there's a couple giggles in here, which is uh, kind of fun. But here's yeah. this conversation. You guys have been a consistently strong program in 2A for a number of years. Was that a factor in you guys being able to uh, come back and get some water after they beat you the first two times? This is Maisie. <laughs> I definitely think so. I mean, uh... There was a standard that we hold, there is a standard that we hold ourselves to, and we haven't really been hitting that standard, and when it counted, we just had to remember who we were and what we stood for, and I think that definitely came into play. Anything to add to that? Um, this is Kennedy. Um, I just think that we really strive and lose out games, and we are a more experienced team, so that really came into play, and we did what we had to do. So that brings up the next question, and you can jump in on this one if you want to. Another loser out game coming up. Does the fact that you just won a huge one against your arch rivals, does that help you going into it because you know you just toughed one out? This is Maisie. Yes, it does. Tumwater RPI rankings, like Tumwater was number 10, I believe. Oh, yeah. So Tumwater was up there. They were competing with some of the like higher teams up there too. And so I think that the fact that we beat them and beat them the way we did is definitely a confidence booster. It shows us, like, if we want it and work hard for it, we can do anything. Hi, this is Mia. Uh, I believe that once we're all on the same page and we all get that grit, and I think everything just flows smoothly once we get our, our adrenaline going and our food going. So what's been uh, unique about this year's team that's made this team so good? Experience. There's six seniors. So, Oh, this is Kennedy. Um, there's six seniors, so we have a lot of experience playing at higher levels, intense games, loser out games. Um, so I think that really is an advantage and we use it pretty well. It's kind of been like an ever-changing roster. Did that take you guys a while? Is that another factor in why you guys have been doing well towards the end? This is Kennedy. I think that it's just like, I think it's good that we have so many players that we can put in a starting lineup. Teams don't really know who's always going to start. Um, and we just have the ability to move people around like that. So I think that's pretty cool. So you're basically saying that because people had to step up and you developed. Yeah, people that started last year did start starting this year, right. but definitely had to step up in roles that maybe they weren't used to. So. What have you guys known about Grandview? Have you seen any film yet? Are you going to see some film? Or... We know absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you'll know something before the game starts. Yeah. So Maisie, how grateful are you to be able to finish on your feet? all these injuries over the years I'm super grateful I mean I was pretty deflated at the beginning of the season because honestly I thought this was going to be a season where I just go off and like hopefully reach the 1,000 point club and I, I really thought I could do it and I was excited to play like with my teammate it was just super sad that there was another season kind so of you fell short of a thousand oh yeah <laughs> okay. so Mia you didn't get to play until 
mid-year because you came over and moved and all that. Uh, what were you thinking as you were waiting for the chance to play? What was in your mind? I was just anxious, like just sitting on the bench. I'm like, I can't wait to play. And What do you think you brought once you finally got to play that, that added to the team? I think I brought energy on defense to get the rest of the girls started. Okay. And Kennedy, how would you say you've grown as a player over the four years? You know, starting out on JV and like missing sophomore season, I feel like I wasn't like expected to be a starter or expected to be one of the first five coming off the floor. So I feel like I stepped up as a captain and a senior to do what we had to do and get to the places we want to get. All right. Well, good luck to you guys in the tournament. Thank you. Thank you. And away they go to Grandview. Yep. Well, actually to Davis, but uh, okay. <laughs> Grandview will probably have a few more. I, actually, where is Grandview? Is that? Uh, I guess I'm not really sure. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't really know where that is either. They've got it. They may have to travel too. I suppose. I'm assuming. Well, I'm assuming they're closer though because they are the higher seed, so they probably gave them a game roughly near their place. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to both uh, Black Hills uh, teams, the boys and the girls. We have one more segment left. We have one more team that is still alive. We're going to talk about all the teams that uh, were alive as of last week and the one that still is. Uh, we got all that and more. This is uh, Hoop Talk on 95.3 Olympia's KGY. And we're back with Hoop Talk presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. Uh, we have 3A and 4A still to go. We'll find out where is she now. Some other fun stuff. And uh, so 3A, talk about Yelm Tornadoes. The girls uh, beat Kelso in the opening round and then lost a couple straight. They'll end their season 13-10. Yeah, they were beaten by Bethel and also by uh, one of their league rivals, North Thurston. Um, but they're in pretty good shape. They, uh, for nineteen twenty, they... Um, Get most of their, their uh, key most of their key scorers are going to be back, so um, they won't uh, they won't miss a beat when they get back to practice next year. All right, very good. North Thurston's girls, fifteen and nine, they did play four games, but lost in the opening round to Wilson by a couple of points. Then in the consolation round, they lost again to Hudson's Bay. Yeah, got a couple of wins against Yelm and Capital, but you know those are the the usual teams, so they knew them well and got them. But Hudson's Bay knocked them out. Um, unlike Yelm, the Rams will be in a bit of a rebuilding mode come next year as both of their star scorers, Brooklyn Harn and Rocky Brown, will graduate. All right, Shelton High Climbers finished 12-8, and eight, the boys' team. And the boys' team was not the only local team to be eliminated by Wilson. No, they, the, the Shelton put up quite a struggle there. They lost 74-71, and that was a closer game than Timberline, which also, as we'll talk about, is the other team you're alluding to that got knocked out by them. Um, and they are uh, in an interesting mode coming back. They lose six seniors, but their top scorers, Ty Thompson and Tyler Alt, will return. All right, and we will move on to Timberline, who finished 18-7. and seven. They opened five district games with a two-point win over Wilson, but things did not work out so well in the end. No, they, lost, they uh, also beat Stadium and Spanaway Lake, but they lost to Prairie and Wilson um, to get knocked out. And Wilson, they had beaten in a game I really don't even know why they play it there was a seeding game early in the week or early in the week before the snowstorm hit and they beat Wilson by a point and then they came back and uh, Wilson beat him decisively for the birth to regionals um, they had seven seniors including all five starters um, but you know I got to give some props to coach Alan Thomas he lost three kids to division one schools this year 
and still managed to make something of a, a group of seniors that hadn't really played very much. He got uh, got them to within a game of regionals, and we'll see what they've got coming back after those uh, all their starters leave. Um, but I think that they are uh, probably got somebody lurking around there on JV, so we'll see what happens. All right. We'll move on to Capital Cougars, the boys. Uh, 19-4 and right now. They beat Spanaway Lake, and then they lost to Prairie and Lincoln, but they're still in. They are. They're still in. Unfortunately for them, though, those losses pushed them down to ninth in the RPI, so they have a loser-out game. Um, luckily for them, it will be at um, Tumwater High School Saturday at 6 p.m. against the final seed, Shorecrest, the number 16 seed. So, um, even wow, how did they get a, a seed lower than them and not like a number one seed they had to play? Well, because they're the, the one through eights play. Okay. And they're all going to state already. All right. That's just for the placing in the bracket. Okay. Then the 9 through 16 play four loser out games. And Capital is the top of the pile when it comes to the uh, loser out crews. <laughs> so they get the they get the bottom one, Shorecrest. That RPI takes into account the entire season. So you got to realize they had games with Timberline on there. They had, you know, some, sure. some tough opponents throughout the year. So their RPI held up for them and they uh, – you know, they'll be the favorite in that game. They can't guarantee they'll beat Shorecrest, but they, they're close to home. Um, they're the higher seed, so we'll see what happens. But they do have to beat the Scots to keep playing. Okay. And the girls, they are done, 13-11. and 11. They played four district games but lost half of them and are out. Yeah, they got off uh, to a good start in districts, but then they turned around and um, lost to uh, Lincoln and then followed that up with a loss to North Thurston. That knocked them out of the uh, districts. So they had a uh, a nice second half, though. At the beginning, they had a good preseason and a bad first round in the SCC, and then uh, rallied a little bit in the second half of league, and you know, okay performance in districts. So uh, Capital Girls look like they may be on an uptrend as well. All right, good for them. Moving to four A, the Olympia Bears, uh, the boys, fifteen and nine. They beat Kentwood last week, but lost to Union and Battleground. They did, and they're going to lose four seniors. Um, but they returned a couple of good outside scores in Kai Johnson and Ethan Grom. And for the next two years, they will still have their six foot nine inch post, Jackson Grant, who is a sophomore this year. So Ole has a good core to build around for next year. Okay, and the girls finish even at 12 and 12. They lost to Todd Beamer, then managed to beat Kennedy Catholic, but uh, got eliminated by Rogers of Puyallup. They did, and they uh, lose a couple of uh, key players. They lose um, their 6'2 post, Emily Church, and a good outside shooter in Becca Bradshaw. But uh, they've got some talented youngsters, so we'll see how they develop and what the Bears will be like next year. All right, well, there we have it. 16 teams that were alive as of uh, last week at this time. Four of them are still uh, moving on, and so we'll have news about them next Thursday morning. Where is she now? Mackenzie Cooper played for Capital. How long ago was that? Actually played for Olympia. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, four years ago. And she is not to be confused with even before her days. There was a Mackenzie Cooper at Tumwater who was pretty good. Um, but she's a little bit older and she's done playing. But this Mackenzie Cooper was a uh, all-league honorable mention at Ole. They went to state when she was there. And for the past four years, she's been playing at Pacific Lutheran. She had her senior night on Saturday as the Lutes ended their season. Um, she was a 5-5 guard. She averaged about four points and four rebounds this year in her final year. And a uh, nice, nice career coming off the bench at PLU for McKenzie. And uh, 
always good to see where these kids go. Some of them don't get all the uh, glamorous publicity, like an Eric Stevenson that goes to Wichita State sure. playing on television and so forth. So um, good to track down the Mackenzie Coopers of the world, and she had a nice, nice career at PLU. All right, that is awesome. Let's see, uh, there's still some college ball going on around here. There is, and St. Martin's, uh, they're 11th ranked um, going into this week, but they lost to Seattle Pacific on Tuesday, so we'll see how their uh, national ranking holds up. But they are 21-4, and four, and they are home to Montana State Billings on Saturday at 7.30. And the women are home tonight against Alaska Fairbanks. Uh, over at Evergreen, both of the teams are done. They failed to make the uh, top eight in the Cascade Conference to make the playoffs, so they're over with. Um, South Puget Sound men are rolling. They're 20-4, and four, and they'll be at home on Saturday at 3 p.m. to face Tacoma Community College. 3 p.m. game preceded by a women's game at 1. All right, there we have it. That is a look at basketball for the week. Uh, it's an odd weekend with the regional games. Everybody has that has a game has just one game. Next week, the state tournament, where everybody wants to be. We'll see who gets there. Big thanks to our sponsors, Olympia and Rapid Orthopedic, L&E Bottling, Spin Tees, Prince, J&I Power, Woodshed Furniture, and 911 Driving School. Support them for us. It means a lot to us and to them. Thank you for joining us this morning. Find the podcast on kgyfm.com. You can email us rzt at kgyfm.com then be sure and join us next thursday morning at 8 30 for hoop talk the high school basketball season is just rounding up and we'll have all the results now time for the weekday workday kickoff all the greatest hits back to back right here on 95.3 olympia's kgy